Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, we work things good, and that is what we do. That's why I love There you have it. You have an insightful show. Glory to God. It's so glad to have all of us here right now. It's so glad to have us here. Thank you for joining in, okay? Um, it's so good to have us together. However, online, it still feels good, right? You know, we can't all wait to see each other physically once again, but right now, this is all we have. I'm going to make great use of it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're set to jump into the Word right now. We're ready. Let's jump right into the Word. So we're discussing... Starting last week by you know, starting on the ABCs of faith. Faith as simple as ABC. So we're going to go further. You know, and this time talking about growing your faith. Grow your faith. Okay? So let's open our Bibles to Mark 9, 2025. Mark 9. From verse 20 to 25. Mark 9. From verse 20 to 25. So, they brought him. And when the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, 22, It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything... Take pity on us and help us. 23. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. 24. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my Unbelief. Glory to God. 25. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Now for us today, the, 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 the key verse is verse 23, where he says, everything is possible for one who believes. So we start by saying that there's nothing your faith cannot accomplish. There's nothing your faith in God cannot accomplish. There's nothing faith in God cannot accomplish. So our faith results are dependent on us, not on God. It's as though we have a blank check before God. Okay, but we only draw to the limit of our faith and expectation. Again, we have a blank check before God. 
but we only draw to the limit of our faith and expectation. Everything is possible for one who believes. So this shows us, okay, in, in, this, in this passage, the disciples could not, could not cut out the impure spirit, okay? And Christ was speaking, he said, everything is possible for one who believes. So he's saying that where um, the result is not, is, not, is not received, it is a believing problem. It is a faith problem. And I will explain, okay? I will explain. If, wherever the result is not received, it is not a failure on God's part. It is not a lack of willingness on God's part, okay? It is a failure of receiving on the part of the receiver. Okay, and it says everything is possible for the one that believes, meaning that with right application of faith, with right application of faith, we can receive everything and anything we desire in prayer. Okay, so we know for sure that um, there's room for growth, you know, every living thing grows. So we see in First Peter 2 2, it says, like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation okay just so like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up so every living thing has capacity for growth okay the proof of life is growth second peter 3:18 says but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be both glory now and forever. So every living thing has capacity for growth. Now, there are several arguments, okay, that, that, that I consider more, more, semantical than, more semantical than substantial. So people say, you know, faith, some people say faith does not grow. Some people say faith grows, okay, but it's usually a matter of semantics, okay? Faith does not grow, faith grows. It's a matter of semantics, okay? Because we all agree that we can all be more effective in getting results in our faith works as believers. Did you get that? Faith grows, though it doesn't grow. You know, that's the story. But we all agree, sure, that we can all be more effective in getting results in our faith work as believers. So we all should grow in our faith or grow in an effectiveness of getting results by our faith. One and the same, okay? But we should grow in productivity of our faith. Bible says in Philemon 1 6, the NKJV says in Philemon 1 6, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the what? Acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Okay? So we can grow in the in the, in the what effectiveness of our faith. We can grow in the effectiveness of our faith. Okay? By acknowledging every good thing which is not by Christ Jesus. We can our faith can become much more effective. Living things grow. As believers living the faith life, we are called to growth. Okay? One area we should grow as believers is in our ability and capacity to get results in our lives by faith. Amen. So we see also in the Bible several verses that attempt to quantify or qualify 
the faith of persons in, in relation to how they approached a difficult issue. Okay? So we see little faith. In Matthew 8, Matthew 8, 24-26. Matthew 8, from verse 24 to 26. Matthew 8, from verse 24 to 26. Open your Bibles. Okay? I'm waiting on you. Matthew 8, from verse 24 to 26. If I say Amen. Waiting for you. If you are there, say Amen. Matthew 8. Waiting for your feedback. Matthew 8, 24 to 26. Glory to God. Yeah, loud on your dead. Glory. Okay, so I'll read it out right now. Matthew 8. Yeah. So suddenly, a furious storm, 24, came on the lake. So that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. 25. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. See confession. No? <laughs> 26. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the waves. And the waves, and it was completely calm. So he called their faith little because they saw the storm. You know, proper storm. If <laughs> look at this, they saw a furious storm, not just any kind of storm. They saw a furious storm, okay. And of course, no man, no man, no man, they were afraid. And just woke him up and he said, Oh, you of little faith. Look at that. Little faith. So just mark that down, okay? That just Christ told them that they had little faith. Okay? Let's go to Matthew 6, 25-33. Matthew 6. Matthew 6. From 25-33. Matthew 6, 25-33. Same thing there also, okay? Same thing there also. He told them, you know, that, you know, um, do not worry about what you will eat, what you drink, what you put on. He says, oh, you're little faith. You know, this, this is what the Gentiles, you know, worry about. So again, we're telling them there that one, one, one characteristic of little faith is worry and anxiety. Okay? Worry and anxiety. Now, let's go to Matthew 14, 20, 31. Matthew 14, 28 to 31. Matthew 14, 28 to 31. Are we there? 28 says, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Verse 9. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. 31. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? So again, Christ called the faith of Peter here, he called it little, okay? And said, why did you doubt? Awesome. Little faith. Now, in that account of the demon-possessed boy, that the disciples did not cast out, 
He told them also in Matthew 17, 14 to 20. Matthew 17, 14 to 20. The same account that, is, that, that was in Matthew already for. Same also, same one also, Matthew, Matthew 17, 14 to 20. And he told them in verse 20. He replied, Because of your, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, look at that, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, when, when you do NIV or NKJV, they will say, you know, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. But in the Greek, okay, they did not put small there. That small was an, was, an, was an invention by the translators, okay? It just simply says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and I'll explain why, I'll explain that shortly, okay? I'll explain that a little shortly. Awesome. So he called their faith little. Look at that. And we see characteristics of little faith. Number one, little or no persuasion or confidence in God to deal with the matter. I'm describing little faith. Little or no persuasion or confidence in God to deal with the matter. Number two, characterized by fear and worry. Characterized by fear and worry. Little faith, number three, looks at the evidence rather than looks at the ability of God to perform. Again, little faith, consider the evidence rather than looking at, at the ability of God to get stuff done. Okay? Number four, little faith does not insist on it long enough to outlast the issue. We see this in the case of Peter. Peter started to walk on water. But as time went on, he saw the wind, look at that, and began to be afraid. So his faith did not last long enough to outlast the issue. And that is called little faith. You see that? Little faith also, you know, is when somebody, somebody does not at all apply his faith to the issue by speaking to it. So if you are not speaking, it is also little faith or lack of application of faith. Do we get that? I give us five things. Okay? I said number one, little or no persuasion or confidence in God to deal with the matter. Number two, characterized by fear and worry. Number three, consider the evidence rather than looking at the ability of God to perform. Number four, does not insist long enough to outlast the issue. Does not stand not enough to at last the issue. Number five, does not apply the faith by speaking to the issue. Awesome. Now, that part of Matthew, Matthew 17, 40, 20, that says, no, that says in NIV and NKG, it says that if you have faith as small as seed, Matthew will move right on. So that's something like that. Now, if small faith, like mustard seed, please follow me, if faith as small as mustard seed, could really move mountains. It means that, right, the disciples, they must have had 
at least to at least at least to at least must have must faith. But in this case, their faith was still too, too small to move the mountain. So what could the issue be? Because if it's about faith like mustard seed, there will be no coronavirus and there will be no, there will be no place on the earth. If, again, if all we need to actually get, things, get big things done is mustard seed faith, as in as small as the mustard seed, then it will mean that there will be no coronavirus, there will be no sickness because we have just spoken and it would have happened. But we'll see here that the small day was not in the original rendering. Meaning that when Christ was speaking about this verse, this verse, it might not have meant that small faith would get mothers to move. So what then did he mean by mustard seed faith? What was what, talking about when he fed the faith to mustard seed? I believe strongly he was talking about the ability of faith to grow. That you can grow from your small faith to big faith and move even the biggest mountains. Do we get that? So we're saying that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you plant that faith, if you, what are the faith? Nourish the faith. It will grow to a point where you will speak to anything and it will answer you and nothing will be impossible for you. So the lesson in this is that you should decide to walk by faith and do everything to grow your faith. You can grow from tiny faith to big faith and get big results. Anytime we don't get results, God calls it little faith. So what then is great faith? Luke 7, 1 to 10. Luke 7, 1 to 10. What then is great faith? Luke 7, 1 to 10. Are we following? Are we learning? Luke 7, 1 to 10. Follow me. Luke 7, 1 to 10. When Jesus has finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he came to Capernaum. Verse 2. There is a trust servant whom his master valued highly was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent from the elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. Verse 4. When they came to Jesus, they played with him earnestly. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. Sorry, verse 6. Luke 7, 6 right now. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. Seven. That is why I didn't even consider myself waiting to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. Luke 7 7. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. Verse 8. For I myself am a man under authority. With soldiers under me, I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Verse 9. 
When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and turned to the crowd, following him, said to them, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Verse 10. Then the man, then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servants well. So Christ called the faith of the centurion great faith. So we see that people can have little faith or small faith. Now let's see another example in Matthew 15, 21 28. Matthew 15, Matthew 15, Matthew 15, from verse 21 to 28. The faith of a Canaanite woman. Matthew 15, from 21 28. If you are there, say Amen. Matthew 15, from 21 to 28. Matthew 15, from 21 to 28. If you are there, say I. Waiting for you. Waiting for your feedback. Matthew 15, from verse 21 to 28. Glory to God. Are we there? Matthew 15, from verse 21 to 28. Okay, can't wait no more. I'll read it. Leaving that place, just withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Okay? A kind of woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. 23. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him and urged him. Send him away. For she keeps for she keeps crying out after us. 24. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. 25. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord help me, she said. 26. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. 27. Yes, it is Lord, she said. <laughs> yes, it is Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. 28. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. So we see that even though Christ wasn't yet sent to the Gentiles, right? Okay, but because the woman would not give up, she she insisted on it, and Christ called her faith great, great faith. So we see great faith is characterized by number one, full persuasion in God's desire. And ability to perform for us and through us. Number one, full persuasion in God's desire and ability to perform for us and through us. One more time, full persuasion in God's desire and ability to perform for us and through us. Number two, insisting, resisting and refusing to give up until we get what we desire. Again, insisting, resisting, and refusing to give up until we get what we desire. One more time. Insisting, resisting, and refusing to give up 
until we get what we desire. So we see, Jesus called the faith of Shunanat woman. He called his man's faith great. Now, the great here is mega. Okay? Large. Great. In the widest sense. So just like that, that faith as great faith, mega faith, large faith, faith in the widest sense. So we see that Jesus Christ called the faith that refused to give up great faith in the largest sense. So the faith that refuses to give up is great faith. Is faith in the largest sense. One more time. The faith that refuses to give up is great faith in the largest sense. The faith that refuses to give up is great faith in the largest sense. So, we are to grow our faith, okay, in specific areas to full persuasion so that we can consistently get results. We are to grow our faith in specific areas to full persuasion so that we can consistently get results. So we see an example of great faith in the faith of Abraham. Romans 4, Romans 4 from verse 16 to 22. Romans 4 from verse 16 to 22. Romans 4, from verse 16 to 22. Are we there? Verse 16. Romans 4, from verse 16 to 22. The thing says, Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace, and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. Not only to those who have the law, but to those, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. 17. 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God. In whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being, and calls into being things that were not. 18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so, became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. 19. Without witnessing in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet, he did not waver true unbelief regarding the promise of God. But he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. 21. Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. This is why 
it's frustrated to him as righteousness. Awesome. Now, before we go further to discuss this, can we just pray briefly? Pray that Lord open my understanding this morning. Teach me faith. Open my understanding this morning. Just pray briefly, okay? Just pray for two minutes. This morning, oh God, open my understanding to learn faith from your word this morning. Open my understanding to learn faith. Right now, Lord, open our eyes to get this. Open our eyes to get this. In the name of Jesus, let every every interest understanding be taken off. Let every old knowledge that has not worked so far, let it be rolled away. Open our eyes, O God, my eyes, dear eyes, our eyes this morning, to fully understand this faith subject right now. Help us to comprehend what you are speaking to us this morning. Let there be further utterance. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Radia Katesh the Kotosis. Radikete Kete Kara. Ibradia Takata Eshtusa Teprete Kesusia. Thank you, Lord. Alright. So we see that Abraham was dealing with something way out of the ordinary. Way out of the normal. God had promised him a child in his old age against all hope. Above all common sense, above every reasoning. Okay? So Abraham, like all of us, did not start with great faith. In fact, he was once so faithless that it led him to Beth Ishmael. But we see also that it is today, we see that his faith grew until he was fully persuaded. So wherever you are right now, in your faith walk, okay, there is room for a upward growth. Do you understand? Wherever you are right now in your faith walk, there is room for growth. Don't be discouraged. Don't be, um, don't give up on growing your faith. Don't say it does not work and turn back, okay? Um, decide like Abraham, like, okay, I might have goofed in my faith walk. I might have prayed. And it did not work, okay, but I will learn how faith works and I will try again. I will grow my faith until I am fully persuaded. So we see that, number one, Abraham's faith was based on God's promise, okay, as it was written. I have made you a father of many nations. So if faith was based on God's promise, so we must be always remember that real faith is based on God's word. Real faith is based on God's word. Number two, Abraham believed. Okay, this belief there is a deliberate posture, a deliberate posture, which is the responsibility of the person expecting to receive something from God. Abraham took a deliberate posture. This posture is our responsibility as those wanting to receive something from God. It is you that will stand. I haven't done all to stand. It is your responsibility to stand. Okay? We see also, he refused to weaken in his faith. Again, a deliberate posture. Abraham took a stance and refused to budge. Number four, he did not weaken in his faith. Because he did not fix his eye on the difficulty 
of the issue, but rather the faithfulness of God and God's capacity to function. Again, he did not weaken his faith because he did not fix his eyes on the issue, on the, difficult, on the difficulty, but rather he fixed his eyes on the faithfulness and the capacity of God to perform. He says he did not consider his body which was now dead, okay, but considering the faithfulness of God. Okay? Number five, as he did all this, he was strengthened in his faith as he focused on God. He was strengthened in his faith and all the while giving glory to God. Look at that. He focused his eyes on Jesus. So his faith kept on growing. Okay? And all the while he kept worshipping God. So as he worshipped God, his faith began to rise. You know God told him, your name is now Abraham. So God gave him a confession. Even before his faith reached full capacity, God gave him a confession. So as Abraham confessed the word and worshipped God and focused on God's ability and faithfulness, his faith began to rise. Three things. He was confessing God's word. He was worshipping and focusing on God, not the issue. So his faith began to rise until it got to a point of full persuasion. So for every issue you are trying to get resolved by faith, what do you do? Take the word. Keep confessing the word. Refuse to focus on the issue. Rather keep your gaze on God, on his word. And as you worship him, okay, spend time as you worship him, your faith begins to solidify. It begins what to solidify, begins to be strengthened to the point where you reach full persuasion. So we see that we can feed our faith to full persuasion. Don't forget that every believer has a measure of faith. Romans 12 3. We all have a measure of faith, right? But we can all grow our faith for every issue to full persuasion. So number one, I must know that faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. The will of God is the word of God. Real faith is based on God's word. Bible says Philemon 1 6 that the working of our faith may be effective by acknowledging every good thing that is in us in Christ. So our faith becomes more and more effective as we feed our heart, acknowledging what God has done for us through his word. Bible says Romans 17. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So faith is a function of the promise. Faith is a function of God's word. Amen. 1 Peter 3 to 5. 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 If you are there, say Amen. 1 Peter 
3 to 5. Sorry, 1 Peter, <laughs> Peter 1, verse 3 to 5. 1 Peter 1, verse 3 to 5. Amen. Are we there? I'm so in love with you. You are beautiful. Sorry, Second Peter one, Second Peter one, three to five. Second Peter one, three to five. Second Peter one, sorry, Second Peter one, three to five. Second Peter one, three to five. Second Peter one, three to five. Amen. Are we all there? Second Peter one. Okay, three to five. Says is divine power has given us everything. Look at that. That power has worked in you has given us everything. That power has worked in you has given you everything you need for a life of godliness. Look at that. Give us everything we need for a godly life. Through what? Through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. So, he has given us everything, but through the knowledge of him. Okay? Through this, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them, you may, be, you may participate in the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Fine. Look at it. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. So faith is a function of knowledge. Our ability to, to, to enjoy all that God has given us is a function of knowledge. Knowing what is ours in Christ. Revelation, revelation knowledge. Knowing what is ours in Christ. Okay? So, faith is based on God's word. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Colossians 1, from verse 9 to 11. Colossians 1. Colossians 1, verse 9 to 11. Colossians 1, from verse 9 to 11. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Colossians 1, from verse 9 to 11. Amen. Are we there? Verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and the understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, and please Him in every way. Look at that. Bearing fruit in every good work, and further still, growing in the knowledge of God. So he's saying that, eh, that Paul is saying, we are praying for you, right? That you may know God more and more. That you may, you know, you have wisdom and understanding, you know, to know the will of God, to know God better. Okay, it says if you know this, right? If you know God better with knowledge, it says you please in every way, 
you will live a life worthy of the Lord. Says you will bear fruit in every good work. So for your faith to bear fruit, you need to grow in knowledge of God. For your faith to bear fruit, you need to grow in knowledge of God. So the more I grow in knowledge, the more I grow in faith, the more my faith gets results. Do we get that? So we must pray for growth in knowledge of God and study as we do. We must pray for growth in knowledge of God as we pray, study. Don't just pray and, and don't study. That's that waste of time. As you pray to know God better, open your Bible and study. Start from the from the epistles. Okay? As you pray for revelation, open the Bible and study. Read the epistles, okay? Thoroughly take in the epistles. Why? The epistles, you know, are where the, the believer's life is described. The epistles is, you know, they are where the believer's life is described. Your life is the epistle, okay? Your life is not in the OT, okay? It's in the epistle. So spend more time in the epistle, right? When you now understand the epistles, you can then go back, you know, to the you can then go back to, you know, to the OT and to make sense to you, okay? But focus a lot, much more, much more, much more on the epistles, okay? Understand there what God's will for the believer is. Do we get that? Do we get that, okay? So pray for knowledge and study as you do so that you believe rightly. So that you believe rightly, okay? Wrong believing will lead to wrong, wrong expectations and then wrong outcomes, Right believing will lead to right expectations and the right outcomes. So, for every issue, find God's will so you can believe rightly and have the right outcome. Okay? Find God's will on the issue. Number two, meditate on the word by repeatedly, by, by repeatedly thinking about it and confessing it. Okay? Meditate on the word by, by repeatedly thinking about it. And confessing the word. Meditate, you know, on the word by thinking about the word repeatedly, okay? And confessing it, okay? By doing so, you are burning the word into you. Awesome. By meditation and by, you know, by confession and thinking about it, you are burning the word into you. You are programming your entire system to believe the word and to get results, okay? You are reprogramming, renewing your mind, seeing your spirit man, okay? To full persuasion. Awesome. The more you do so, you know, it begins to form for you your persuasion. You will get that. Meditate on the word by repeatedly thinking about it and confessing the word. By doing so, you are burning the word into you and it begins to form your full persuasion. Number three, as you confess the word, I'm telling the word, pray in the spirit, okay? Number three, as you confess the word, I meditate on it. Pray in the spirit. Jude 20. Jude 20 says, Dearly beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, another way to grow your faith, another way to grow your faith is praying in the Holy Ghost. Do we get that? Another way to grow your faith is praying in the Holy Ghost. So, as you study the Word, and meditate, you know, and, and think about it, and confess the Word, pray in the Holy Ghost, okay? So that it works. 
So you take, take a, a verse of scripture. And I'm saying, by his stripes, I was healed. Reki the Kato Gosa. You pray the spirit. By his stripes, I was healed. Ratuka Prakedia. So I, I, have, I have perfect health. I cannot be sick. I used to be sick. Retogo Pradigidegedosa. By his stripes, I was healed. So if I was healed, I was healed. I am healed. I is healed. I am healed in every sense. Pratusa Tegitekadogosa. By his stripes, I was already healed. So it means. If I was already healed, it means right now that I remain healed, meaning that no issue can befall me. I cannot be sick again. By a stripes, I was healed, okay? Amen. So, deliberately, um, confess the word. As you do so, pray in tongues. you get that? you get that? Then confess. So, what are you doing? You are burning up your, your spirit with the word. You are programming the word into your future faculties, okay? You are burning the promise of God into your spirit, soul, and body. Do you get that? Confess the word, think about it, and pray in the spirit. You understand? You keep saying it, okay? As you are doing so, you are programming your mind to grow to full persuasion. Number four, practice your faith. Practice your faith. My Bible says in Hebrews 5.14 that strong meat belongs to those who by reason of use, okay, have learned to discern good from evil. See, in Christianity, right, in the, in, 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 the, in the believer's life, everything gets better by practice. Everything grows by reason of use. Okay, so your faith grows also to full persuasion by Practice now. What, what does this mean? Let me let me break it down. For example, right? Practice requires some level of wisdom. Please follow me. Practicing your faith requires some level of wisdom. For example, let's say you know, except you need to. Please follow me carefully. Except you need to, where there is no cure for an ailment. Except you need to. For example, with an issue where there is no cure for an ailment. Don't take faith risks such that you abandon drugs or normal caution and common sense. Please follow me carefully. Except you need to, maybe because you can't afford the, 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 the treatment or there is no cure. Okay. Except for that, don't don't start your faith journey with taking faith risks. Like you say, I will use drugs. I will not take caution. And we use common sense. Please follow me. We should all grow to the point of full persuasion. But if you're not there yet, that's fine. Grow. Again, we should all grow. We should all grow to the point of full persuasion. But if you're not there yet, that's very fine, okay? But grow. Grow. Don't use your personal health or anything more urgent to test faith. Again, do not use your personal health or anything more urgent to test faith, except there is no other way. Rather, practice faith before you have a faith emergency. Practice faith on the small stuff before you have a faith emergency. 
For example, for small issues, practice faith alone. Maybe you have a little headache or a minor skin irritation. Practice faith. What do you do? Speak to the issue and say, speak to the headache. By a stripes, I was healed, meaning that headache on my body, you are illegal. So therefore, headache, I ask you to live now in the name of Jesus. Okay? So what are you doing? You are practicing your faith. So as you, as you make that prayer, that question, that, that question of faith, in practice, it means that you do not change your confession. You do not say, ah, is he paying me? No. We are, we are practicing how it works. So once you, make, once you make that decree of faith, do not change your confession. Keep saying, I refuse headache because by stripes I am healed. So therefore, headache, you have left my body. You understand? Maintain that confession. So you can now, you know, give it time. Just forget the issue, something else. Give it time. Then you now say, oh wow, it works. Headache has gone. See, you practice with a small issue. Do you understand? Now, for more severe issues, while still growing your faith, Practice faith plus medicine. You understand? As you the medicine, also speak over the issue and expect quicker results than would happen without faith. Am I communicating? For more severe issues, practice faith and medicine. As you the medicine, also speak over the issue and expect quicker results than would happen without faith. Okay, we must make sure that you are always practicing faith by declaring the word over every issue. If you practice it, if, if, if you do it this way, you see that you get to a point where you are so sure that any issue will go. Why? You have made a practice. By practice and by studying the word, you have grown your faith to full persuasion so that even in an emergency, you are sure of how to use your faith to get the results you desire. Do we understand? Is that clear? Okay? Impacting your faith, right? Sometimes doubt will come to your mind. When that comes, you do. Run back to the word. Study again. Decree the word over and over and over and worship God. Worship helps us to focus on God and not the issue. Always insist on it and do not change your confession always insist on it and do not change your confession many times then before we see the results of our confession the word is already working what many now do is that before they see the results of their confession they change it with faithless words and thus negate their faith unbelief you understand Again, many times, before we see the results, the word is already working. What many do wrongly is that before they see the results of their confession, they change it with faithless words and thus negate their faith with unbelief. The practice of faith requires that we believe the word is working even when we don't see it yet. Mark eleven twelve. Mark eleven 
from 1225. Mark 11 from 12 to 25. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went out, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples ate him six. 15. On reaching Jerusalem, just enter the temple court. And we have to have a Okay, let's go to verse. Verse 19. When evening came, just and the disciples went out of the city. Verse 20. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. They saw the fig tree withered from the roots. 21. Peter remembered and said to Jesus Christ, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered. And look at this. When Christ gave the command, the fig tree, you know, did not immediately look withered. It still looked as though it was fine. Do you understand? It still looked fine. But the moment the command went forth, withering <laughs> entered the fig tree. The moment the command went forth, in the spirit, the word was already working. The fig tree already began to wither. So, Christ left the place and did not go back to change his conversion. He didn't go back and say, ah, it's not, it's not working, no. This fig tree still looks okay, so it's not working. No, he did not go back to change his word. He dropped his word on the issue and left. You get, he dropped his word on the issue and left. Again, he dropped his word on the issue and left. And by the next day, the fig tree had completely withered. So this is the point. When you give a command and you don't see the answer yet, it does not mean it is not working. The word is already working. Plant your decree. Leave it there. Don't go and say the opposite of it. Don't go and say, ah, it's not working. No, hey, no. You must plant your confession. Drop, send your word on errand and leave it there. Okay? Even when you can't see it, the word in your mouth is working. So, don't change your confession. Once you do, you reverse the command. Once you change your confession, you are reversing the command. Let's go forward. Let's go forward. 22. 22 of the same chapter. Mark, Mark 22. He says, Have faith in God. Jesus answered. Now, from Bible says this is meant to be have the God kind of faith. Have God-like faith. Have God-level faith. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believe that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it 
and it will be yours. So, once you issue a command, this, this is how to operate the God kind of faith. Okay? Firstly, build up your faith by studying the word, meditation, confession, and spreading the Holy Ghost. Okay? Issue a command. Issue a command. Refuse to change that command until you see your results. Do not change the command. If, if you don't change it, even a mountain will be thrown into the sea. Do you understand? Says whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So this tells us that if we all dedicate our lives to growing in faith, you will get to a point where you will get results every time, consistently, without a doubt. Is this good? So this morning, I urge every one of us to, come to, to, to commit ourselves to growing in faith over every issue, over every mountain, because for the one that believes, everything is possible. For the one that believes, everything is possible. It is now up to us to make a practice of living by faith, of every day investing in our faith life. Remember that we said last week that we are called to walk by faith and not by sight. So the practice of growing in faith is a mandate for every believer. Do you understand? You can, you can grow your faith so much that nothing moves you any longer. And you begin to fear nothing. Okay? Every issue becomes beast to you. Why? You have made a practice of growing your faith. So, don't say faith does not work. Rather, go and learn how faith works and make a practice in your own life. Okay? For the one that believes, everything is possible. So, you are responsible for growing your faith. Hallelujah. Have you learned from this morning? Are we blessed? Are we blessed? Now, this is the beginning of this. For you to learn this, for you to grow in faith, you must first receive Jesus. You must first receive Jesus. The beginning of everything in this, in this life, of, life of faith is faith in Jesus. Believing that He died for your sins. Believing that He paid the price for your sins so that you don't have to pay the price for your sin any longer. Believe in Jesus and have eternal life. Believe in Jesus and be sure of heaven. Believe in Jesus and be sure of eternal life. Do you understand? So is anybody here hearing me online and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Can you just say with me, with one hand on your chest, just say with me this morning, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. I believe you died for my sin. You paid the price of my sin. I believe that you were buried and resurrected my justification. I believe you paid the price for me to live a life pleasing unto you. Today, I invite you, Jesus, come into my life. Come and be my Lord and Savior. Thank you because you have heard me. So therefore, I'm born again. I have your life in me. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you have made that confession, okay, you are, you are saved. You are born again. So if you need 
help to, to navigate this Christian life. Okay, you want to, you want to share, share with us your testimony. You want us to be there with you to, to teach you how to go about your faith. Okay, you can you know send a mail to our you know to info to info at thisgreenchurch.org info at thisgreenchurch.org or send us a DM on any of our social media platforms. Okay, at this green church. But I will thank you because we have all ahead this morning and we are all growing in our faith. Thanks for grace to you know to to invest in our faith life and get more and more results in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this sermon will be replayed again on this same mixed channel, this same channel to re- to replay at three to five. Okay, so you keep on your sermon again. Of course, it will also be online. You know, to be posted on any of our on any any any, any platform of, of podcasting, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, to be everywhere, right? It will be everywhere, right? But, but also, you know, it will be repeated live on this broadcast, you know, on this channel at 3 o'clock, 3 to 5, okay? Then also, at um, 5 p.m., we would have a, a discussion here, discussion online about the sermon. We would just discuss someone ask, ask questions, talk about, okay? We we'll have a discussion about the same topic, about the same sermon at 5 o'clock today. So, join us. This, this radio channel is now... 24 hours, okay? So you can just tune in in the midnight and you'll hear maybe worship or is someone ongoing, okay? So always tune into this channel. Like your friends and family also to join in. Love you so much, guys. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.